Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that. It's 30 minutes every day I bring it, whether it's the daily Ross Tucker Football Podcast even money betting podcast, fantasy feast, college draft. I always bring the energy. It's 30 minutes. Get your football fill. I think most of you know, former NFL offensive lineman, had an awesome temp job in my 20s, which, by the way, enabled me to be able to have this media career, which is amazing. They just get paid to talk about football. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings. It's a finish strong Friday. So you know how that works. I give you everything I got because I know this is the last day of the work week for most of you, and I want you to have the same mindset. Have an awesome day so you feel good about tonight while you're hopefully like me watching high school football, tomorrow while you're watching college football, Sunday while you're watching NFL. You want to feel good about what you accomplished this week for yourself and your family. We also will pick some winners today. In fact, let's pick some winners right now. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I should, by the way, have a chance to sign some of these press passes and send them out to you. So if you've won anything other than the Maddens over the last month or so, I have not been able to have the time to send it out. I was doing two games a week in November, including one game on the West Coast. So I was just trying to survive, but I actually don't have a game this weekend. I think this is the only week of the year. I don't have a game of the football season. I have Army Navy next week, so I might have a chance to actually, those of you that have won stuff, send it out. So the people that have won today, send me an email quick with your address because you might be able to get your signed press pass or a picture or a football card or whatever real quick. People like Christine Pohl, who quote tweeted at Ross Tucker pod. It's really that easy, Christine. Thank you. Now you get assigned whatever you want. Ross at Ross Tucker.com. All you had to do was quote tweet it. Then we have the sponsor confirmation email winner. This is cool. Randall Reed emailed me. I don't even know what this means. His Spotify wrapped or whatever, 
which showed that I was the podcast or this was the podcast he listened to the most. That was cool, Randall. And I've seen other people doing that on social media. So I'll just tell you right now, that is the spread the word winner for next week. And you can start today. Tweet at Ross Tucker pod or me at Ross Tucker NFL, your Spotify wrapped thing that shows how many minutes you listen to this show. Gosh, that is so cool. Love it. Thank you, Randall. And then the YouTube shout out goes to Ronnie Nuara. N-U-A-R-A. Ronnie, welcome to the family at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He subscribed. He made a quick comment. And now he gets a cameo style video that people pay for for absolutely for free. I'll do a video for whatever you want. Send it right to you. Other than that, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross. Morning. We'll start with last night's game where the Patriots offense struggled yet again with the Bills securing a 24-10 victory on the road. This surprised me. I got to tell you, this really surprised me. And I'm not quite sure how much of it was good Bills and how much it was bad Patriots. As usual, there's some combination of both. But the Bills were pretty dominant, controlled the ball the whole game. They were even able to run it pretty effectively. Josh Allen and Diggs, so good on third downs. But I I was expecting more from the Patriots defensively, and I was expecting a lot more from the Patriots offensively. I mean, rough. If Marcus Jones didn't have that, what was it, like a 70-yard touchdown, whatever it was, the Patriots wouldn't have done hardly anything the entire game. Thought it was an embarrassing performance by the Patriots at home, national television, and frankly, the type of performance that makes you question a lot of things moving forward. I kept thinking while I'm watching the game, I wonder what Robert Kraft is thinking right now. I wonder what's going through Robert Kraft's head right now. Hmm. As for some of the more specifics, what made it even more impressive to me, Bills put Von Miller on IR yesterday. So the Bills didn't have Von Miller. They didn't have their left tackle, Deion Dawkins, and even Questenberry in their left tackle was banged up and had to come out. I respected and appreciated that the Bills made rookie first-round pick Kair Elam a healthy scratch. Bills aren't messing around. They're here to win games. If you're not ready to help them win games or if there's other people that are better suited to help them win games right now, you're not going to play. Doesn't matter how high you got drafted. Love that. Good message, Bills. Pats didn't have Damian Harris. Uh, They didn't have Isaiah Wynn, Jalen Mills. But they, wow. I mean, think about this. The Patriots fumbled twice early. But the Bills didn't get on either one. Which means the score could have been even worse. Marcus Jones who, if you remember, we talked about a couple times on the College Draft Podcast, and I talked about a year ago when I was studying for the Houston-UConn game. 
He is a special player. He has either a kick or a punt return for a touchdown now. He gets his first offensive snap. See ya. Patriots were actually winning this game 7-3 at one point. Think about that. Josh Allen actually was taking a bunch of shots early in the game. Um, He was running, but he was taking some shots because the O-line was not holding up. But his combination of running and throwing primarily to digs, that's tough to beat evidently. I don't really understand how the Patriots didn't seemingly have a better plan for Stephon Diggs. A lot of man-to-man coverage on Stephon Diggs. Really? Really? You thought that was the best move? I don't know. Patriots had a bunch of penalties early, uncharacteristic for them. I thought the Bills showed patience, and they ran it pretty well at different times with both James Cook, who's looking starting to look pretty good, and Devin Singletary. Before, how about that epic Josh Allen sideline going out of bounds touchdown pass to Gabe Davis? I mean, between when he tried to jump over McCourty and McCourty's helmet hit him right in the you-know-whats and the shovel pass when it looked like Josh Allen was going to run then he shoveled it at the end. I can't remember who that was too, maybe Hines or something. He is just so entertaining, incredibly entertaining is Josh Allen. Um, I mean, he had another, so then he threw that awesome touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. He had another ridiculous touchdown throw at the end of the first half, but it got called back because Josh Sweeney had a hold, but he threw a bomb, you know, after he was scrambling to Stephon Diggs corner of the end zone. It's funny because the, um, the clip, on social media at Ross Tucker Pod from Greg Cosell yesterday talking about Josh Allen needs to be Superman or whatever. Well, he kind of was last night. He kind of was. And oh, by the way, they had other guys step up. Some of the other guys made plays. They did run the ball more effectively. I mean, Uche beat Questenberry and stripped Josh Allen into the first half. But didn't really matter because Nick Folk was short on like a 48-yard field goal. I know he's banged up, but what are we doing? Then the Bills, uh, to start the third quarter, marched again. Primarily on the ground, actually, with some Josh Allen third-down completions. Next thing you know, it's 24-7 Bills. Game was over. Final score, 24-10. Really, really, I would say both impressive by the Bills and poor, super poor by the New England Patriots. I mean, yikes. I was surprised. And a lot of people thought, like me, Patriots had a great chance to win that one. No, not exactly one of Bill Belichick's masterpieces. However, you can get a masterpiece. Because Masterworks lets you invest in fine art from legends like Picasso and Banksy by breaking it into shares. I think everybody knows what's been going on with the stock market over the last year or so. It's really nice to have like a hedge. It's really nice to diversify your portfolio. 
I try to have a little bit of everything. Commodities, crypto. Try to try to have a little bit of everything. Well, here's the deal. As recently as November, Masterworks produced results selling a painting for a 17.8% net return to their investors. That's a new sale, even in the month we've been talking about them. So they just did that. So that's seven exits over 17% net returns. Remember, six of the other, um, or five of the other six have been over 20%. That is results as stocks and bonds aren't doing great. Skip the wait list today. When you sign up with our special code, Ross, at masterworks.com. That's masterworks.com, promo code Ross to skip the wait list. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.com slash CD. Tux takes. All right, Ross, before we get into your picks this week, I know you wanted to say something about Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown. Let's start with Russell Wilson. I don't know what the answer is, but... I don't really think it's appropriate to be talking about how many people went to somebody's birthday. And maybe you can say because he's very public or all of the endorsement stuff or marketing stuff that maybe he brings this on him. But where does it end? I mean, we're talking about who attended his birthday party. By the way, half the team attending his birthday party sounds pretty good to me. I mean, half the team? I, I don't know. I just, I don't know the answer. I'm not like trying to get on a soapbox here. I just think that we, we get to a certain point where, in my mind, we're, we're, we're going past what people should be reporting on. How many people were at his birthday party? Really? I also think that he has become a popular punching bag. He's a popular person to make fun of. Let's ride and all that stuff. And again, maybe he brings that on him, but I don't like it. It reminds me of you know, like grade school or high school when everybody would pick on the same people. I never liked that. I never liked everybody picking on the same kid for whatever reason. I never liked when everybody just makes fun of the same thing. I'm kind of over it, kind of over everybody having so much fun in this little club where they rip Russell Wilson. He's playing like crap. Can we just leave it at that? Does it have to be all the other stuff all the time? He's not playing well. Okay. But all this other stuff, birthday and making fun of him all the time, it's a little bit much for me. As for Antonio Brown, I've said this probably 10 times on this show over the last two years. I just find it incredibly sad. Incredibly sad. I remember talking to him as a rookie multiple times. Thought he was a great kid. Wasn't even playing that much. Goes on to be one of the best NFL receivers ever. Had an unbelievable run in Pittsburgh. And now this happens. And this always really makes me sad. Because something's going on there. I don't know what it is. But something's going on. I don't know if it's... I don't know what it is. Right? I don't know if it's mental health. Or drugs and alcohol. Or... uh, I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what it is with Antonio Brown. But it makes me so sad. This guy... Had the world by the you-know-whats. You know, young guy, awesome career, should be able to have a really nice life. He should be able to enjoy the fruits of his labor for the next 50 years. And instead, 
He's always in the news for the wrong reasons. And I don't know that anyone has been able to help him figure out why it is he's acting like this. So honestly, just more than anything else just makes me sad. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going to take the Falcons to win the game. Here's why. This logic will be interesting, Jack. These are two like 500 type teams to me. These are two teams that play lower scoring close games. The Steelers just won one Monday night. Falcons just lost one on Sunday against the Commanders. Now Atlanta's at home. Second straight road game for the Steelers. This one on a short week. Kind of feels like it's the Falcons' turn to win a close game. Feels like 20-17 to Atlanta. The Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. Well, I think the Broncos are going to get smoked. I don't think the Broncos are very good. I'll believe the Broncos are even decent at this point when I see it. The Ravens have not been as good as I thought they could be. They've blown a bunch of leads, but they're still, what, like 7-4? and four? About to be 8-4 and four after this game against the Broncos? This would actually be, I don't think anybody's actually in these leagues anymore because it's been such a tough year for them, but this would actually be, in my mind, a pretty decent survivor pick. We're at the point now where Russell Wilson is the subject of survivor picks. Let's go Baltimore. That's the thing. Broncos defense is pretty good. 23-10, Baltimore. Lock them up, Jack. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. Next, we got the Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. Well, it sounds like Justin Fields was a full participant in practice, which means even though he's about to go, the Bears have their bye after this, it feels like Justin Fields is going to play, which makes this a pretty interesting game. I think I'll still take the Packers with Rodgers playing. The Bears' defense has been so bad, and I'm impressed by what I saw from the Packers against the Eagles Sunday night. I thought they did some really good things. So I think this is kind of a high-scoring, entertaining game, but I'll take the Packers to win. How about 33-27, Green Bay? The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. Jack, you did it. You did it, man. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. You did it. Took you what, know, like a I've month? kind of gone. Go ahead. I was going to say it took what, like a month? I don't know how long it took, but you did it. That's I, it's a very important thing for our relationship to learn that you can either you're not insubordinate or you can learn from your uh, mistakes. Love it. I'm going to take the Lions. You know, they had extra time to prepare after playing on Thursday. They're playing at home. And I know Jacksonville just had that awesome win, but Jacksonville still strikes me a little bit like a college team where it's like they have a big win 
but then they don't sustain it and play really well the next week again. Whereas I think the Lions are poised to find a way to get this dub at home. Evidently, the Lions are right now one-point underdogs, which is interesting. So it's not much of an underdog. This is also some of the same philosophy I have with that Atlanta-Pittsburgh game where it's like these teams are pretty even. They're going to play a close game. The Lions just lost theirs. The Jags just won theirs. Law of averages in the NFL tells me the Lions win this one. 27-24. And I guess even though it's a weak one, Jack, you can let the doggies out. Ross's Underdog of the Week. Next, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Yeah, we do. The Deshaun Watson Bowl. Going to be an interesting atmosphere. I guess he talked to the media, so people finally started talking about it. Not really sure what to expect from the environment. Not really sure what to expect from Deshaun Watson as a player. Who knows? Not really sure. I know this. I'm pretty sure and pretty confident that the Texans are pretty bad. And so the Browns get back-to-back wins. What would that put their record at? Would they be five and seven then? And sort of, uh, gosh, five and seven, they might be like listed in the graphics as in the hunt after this. Browns, I think Sean Watson's going to play pretty well. Browns 27, Texans 10. You could lock them up. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. The New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. So I'll take the Vikings. A few reasons for this. I like that they had a little extra time to prepare. Although, you know what? Sometimes that's not ideal. Guys go away for the weekend. They get the weekend off. They kind of get out of their routine. You know, the worst game the Eagles have played this year was after they had extra time off after the Thursday night game against the Texans. Probably went home for the weekend, did some stuff. You know, you kind of get out of your being locked in. But at any rate, they should be a little bit more healed after that. They played well against the Patriots in that game. And they've had a lot of time to kind of size up Mike White and know how it is that the Jets like to use him and be prepared for him. I think this is a good football game. I'm looking forward to it. But I'll ultimately... Still take the Minnesota Vikings to get a close win. How about um, about 24-23 Vikings? The Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you saw last night, Jack, but while I was watching Patriots-Bills, I was enjoying the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light. Delicious. Football season means Labatt Blue Light season. So if you're like me and you're going to have three monitors up tonight watching high school football playoff games, make sure you have a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. If you're going to watch the conference championship games tomorrow, have a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. And for Sunday NFL, cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. My buddies Kevin and Dominic will be at the Eagles game. Make sure both of you, if you're listening, 
I know Dom listens. I don't know about Kevin. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I like the Giants, actually, to win this game. I know the Commanders are playing really well. Call this like the law of averages. But again, Giants extra time here to prepare. The Giants, I thought, played pretty well against the Cowboys and got a couple of bad calls to go against them. Now they're back at home. The Commanders have been winning, but they've been kind of fortunate. You know, they got that tipped interception against the Falcons. Heineke's been living dangerously. I think it's I think it's time for the law of averages here. Give me the G-men to get the win. Lower scoring game. I'm going to go even 17-14. The G-men get the win. 17-14. And they're decent home underdogs. Let the doggies out, Jack. Cross's underdog of the week. The Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. So I like the Eagles, but I think it's a low-scoring, uh, hard-fought game. Titans coming off a loss. Check the uh, check the stats on Vrabel coming off a loss in Tennessee. Titans are going to come in and try to smash the Eagles with the run game, probably on the perimeter. Look for a bunch of outside runs from Derrick Henry, trying to possess the ball, keep the game low-scoring, close. I think they're going to have success. And I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball nearly as well as they did against the Packers. They're going to have to throw it. I think A.J. Brown, though, has a big game. I think A.J. Brown comes out, plays well against his former team. And I've been saying it everywhere else, so I'll say it here. Eagles 20, Titans 17. The Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams. You know, we're at the point now where the Rams are like the gimp. The Rams are like the team that you could pick against every week in your survivor pool. I'll take the Seahawks, of course. Isn't it wild that Geno Smith has been one of like the most consistent players in the NFL? I mean, that is wild. Rams are just an absolute mess at this point. I kind of will believe that they win a game now when I see it. Seahawks, no Aaron Donald. Yikes. Seahawks 27, Rams 13. Lock them up, Jack. We got a bunch of options. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. The Miami Dolphins at San Francisco 49ers. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. So this is interesting because this is a 405 game because the 425 showcase game is Chiefs Bengals, which is understandable, but I'm kind of more intrigued by this game. Dolphins Niners, the mentor versus the mentee or the protege. I like the Niners. Christian McCaffrey says he's ready to roll, feeling 100%. So that's encouraging for them. So I like the Niners, but I don't know. Dolphins are on a roll, man. This is a very, very interesting game. Very interesting. I'm going to take the Niners because they're playing at home and because of their defense. I'm really curious 
if D'Amico Ryan's going head-to-head with his former colleague Mike McDaniel comes up with a solution to slow down this quick rhythmic timing passing game so that Bosa and it looks like Armstead's back can get to Tua. Should be an awesome game. One of my favorites of the day. It's such a shame that there's like six awesome games the same day and then other weeks there's not like that many great ones. But I think it's Niners 23, Dolphins 20. Awesome game. Kansas City Chiefs at Cincinnati Bengals. It's really hard to pick against the Chiefs. You know, I know Jamar Chase is coming back, and I know that the Bengals beat the Chiefs last year, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs. I, I, I have a lot of respect for what the, the Bengals did last week in Tennessee, especially without Chase and Mixon, but I'm picking the Chiefs. I, there will be very few games where I actually pick against the Chiefs because I picked my picks pick my picks to tell you what I really think if I had to put money on it. If I had to put money on it, put my money on the Chiefs in this game. How about an epic game? 38-35 Chiefs. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Wild. Five years ago or whatever, neither one of these teams had these names. It used to be the Oakland Raiders, San Diego Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. The Raiders. Chargers win. Raiders have been fortunate to have two overtime walk-offs in a row. I don't think that's happening again. Chargers starting to get a little bit healthier. As are the Raiders, by the way. I guess Renfro and Waller are closer to coming back. But Chargers win this one 27-17. I like the Chargers to win actually by double digits. The Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons against Matt Ryan. Micah Parsons against that rookie left tackle and Matt Ryan holding the ball. Yikes. This could be a blowout. I know the Colts have been competitive. Sunday night football, this could get ugly. I'll go, I don't know, man. 24-13 Cowboys. Give the Colts some benefit. 24-13 Cowboys. Probably another one you could lock up, Jack. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. And the wrap things that we have the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll take the Bucs. Yeah, I mean, they got to win this game, right? I mean, it's Monday night. It's at home. Prime time. Although, who knows? Would it shock me if the Saints win? Not at all. Not even a little bit the way the Bucs have been playing this year. But I'll, I'll take the Bucs to get the win. Probably not real pretty. Usually the Saints have their number. Not giving them very many points. How about 17-16 Bucks? They hold the Saints to three field goals in the red zone, and they score two touchdowns. 17-16 Bucks. Shout-outs are in order. Of course, Pizza Boy Brewing, so delicious. Both the pizza and the beer. Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, big week for them. Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, backofficescheduler.com, sounds interesting. And if you haven't already, 
What are you waiting for? Myfrontpagestory.com is such an awesome gift for anybody this holiday season. Myfrontpagestory.com. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.